Family from the Heart, podcast episode number 12. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And Stephanie, what are we doing here today? Can you tell everybody? We are we are going to review um, chapters 10 and 11 of The Five Love Languages by um, Gary Chapman. Okay. Is that the right answer? This sounds good to me. I mean, I'm just in your <laughs> You're own words. You're looking at me like... Is, is that how you would describe what we're doing tonight? Yeah. That's what I was looking for. Okay. All right. Very cool. So we are continuing on our... Uh, discovery of the the content and found in the book the five love languages also uh, we'll mention here just briefly at the beginning that this podcast is sponsored by our awesome sponsor mardel.com m-a-r-d-e-l.com love those folks man love them Mm -hmm. and so we're so excited about that but anyway we are going to be telling you how you can get a copy of this book for $5.99 uh, your very own copy, and you can go back to episode, what was it, number three, when we started this? So we've been podcasting about this book for a while Excuse now. Excuse me. Yeah, And it, it has been awesome. Uh, those who have uh, just joined us for the very first Nine time. Weeks. Yeah. Nine weeks. If you guys have just joined us, we want to encourage you to go back to episode number three and start from the beginning. Right. Because this has been a journey. And I don't know about you, I personally feel like, my love tank is full now. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. And I don't know if I've done any better. Um, I, I, matter of fact, we'll just go ahead and start right out the gate. Do you feel any more loved uh, now than before we started reading this book? A little bit. A little bit? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. But. Um, that didn't sound too promising. <laughs> uh, what, what do you want me to say? Yeah, no, that's fine. Did you want me to lie? <laughs> no. I, I, a, a little bit. Um, yeah. I, I, I was going to say that I had shared a, a few weeks ago that, that my problem was that when I am intentionally speaking your love languages and Dr. Chapman says that if you continue to do that, eventually your spouse will, you know, want, want to speak yours and, and do the same. Um Anyway, so what I had been having a hard time with is when I am intentionally speaking your love language and I still feel unloved is that I would become bitter and then that it would, I'm doing better in that. So that that's about me. That's okay. a change that I've been able to make. Well, let's go back and, and, and cover over some of these. Okay. Now, the, how was it just a week ago that we decided that we talked about what the about four things days. were? Yeah. So it's about, been about nine days. Has it been about nine days? Okay, mm-hmm. so it's just been over a week. And uh, let's see here. Um, do we have them? Let's, well, I have mine. They're right here. Yeah, I know. So, <laughs> I know, I wrote them down. Okay. So, be home and available. Your The four things that I could do to show love to you um, are listed as above. Be home and available three nights per week. Um, and I have not completely lived up to that one. Uh, I completely understand your frustration there. Uh, replace the garbage bag when I take out the trash. I have done that have? W- without fail. Mm-hmm. And let's see here. More effort when I see uh, chores that need to be done. You I did that tonight. I did it tonight. Tonight I, I feel very loved. Okay. And also, I've I don't. I've been uh, sweeping the floor and, and stuff like that. None of that just... No? You have? 
Yeah. Okay. It doesn't stay swept for very often, so if I'm not actually seeing you do it, then I probably don't know that it's been done. Uh oh. So, so I but, need I need to know. leave little reminders then. Yeah. Like my notes that I left. <laughs> All right. Exactly. <laughs> And then occasionally offer to do bedtime routine, which I have helped the kids to bed twice in the last nine days. Okay. So. I think the big one is this. Is I'm still parenting on my own a lot, and yeah. um, and that is exhausting. Home and um. And I think since because I told you I told you when before we made that list that my first one was such a big one that I probably shouldn't even have any other items on that list. So, I mean, the other items, although I know I know that you're doing them and, and that they do help to increase my love tank, because that one is so important to me, it, it it's kind of unfair to you. I admit that. I'm sorry. Well, no, it, it, no, I, this is why we come here. This is, if nothing else, this is to show people the real communication that needs to happen between a husband right. and a wife to, to work on these issues. Because... Um, I mean, I, I know that you understand um, some of the struggles of where we are financially yep. and yep. what we need to do here just to make ends meet and the just the high anxiety that I'm and pressure that I'm under and working ungodly number of hours and still trying to bring balance to my life. And, you know, I, I, I think that I hit, you know, three of the four mm-hmm. on there and not too good on number one at all. But at the same time, I'm trying to do all these other I, things. I, I do understand. You know, and that's why I say I'm getting better. and stuff. And I, I'm getting better at at handling it and continuing to love you even though I'm having a hard time feeling loved. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, I, I will I will make more of a conscious effort to, to try to pull that off in, in the future here. Um, it, it, is, it is probably the most difficult thing for me to do right now, to pull away... And, uh, you know, um, you know, it just is. I understand. Um, I I do understand that, that it is difficult for you to, to pull away. Um, and to still, you know, go to bed at a decent hour and wake up at a decent hour and start your day all over again. Um, but at the same time, the small amounts of time that you are spending with the family, our, um, it's not quality time. Well, it's not quality time, and you're often getting frustrated with the children and the different things that are needing to be retaught because we had slacked off for quite some time. And, well, I have slacked off for quite some time because I have been I've been going at this mostly alone for, for probably three years now, you know, and, and I'm exhausted and I have a hard time keeping consistency. But... um so when you are with us and and you do get short with the kids or snippy with the kids, I see you pointing out my failure, oh. my failure to rear our children. And so I need you to be an active part of that to say that, you know, at least if they come out screwed up, you had a hand in it. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly have a hand in it. All my fault, you know? Yes. We, so that, that is why th- that is most important to me. We have somebody in so. our chat room who's going by Web Dev Master. He says, are you guys looking into my house? <laughs> 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 I think I think if anything, what we've I learned. I think we're looking into maybe most houses in America. I think so. I think so. Only I, 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 I have to imagine that the 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 conversation that we're having here looking at each other eye to eye i, I sadly enough i don't think that this happens enough 
No. And, um, and, and hopefully we can be an example to people of how to have this conversation in a loving way without right. condemning the other person. Right. You, you notice that Stephanie hasn't say, you know, well, if you would only do this, you know, and, and it doesn't matter because you just don't care or something. I mean, this, there's a, there's authentic, real ways because to communicate love to one there another. Are, there are, there have been times over the, the, the last, you know, nine days where if I ask you to be available, you will try to make yourself available. Mm -hmm. It's only been two times that you've snapped at me and I snapped back. I said, look, (laughs) your exhaustion is not my fault. (laughs) This is true. I I don't make you sit in that chair until obscene hours of the morning. Yeah. So um, I'm very good at defending myself. (laughs) Yes, you are. So so there have been times that um, that I have asked you, I've said, look, I need your help. I'm sinking and, and I need, you know, some, I, isn't that what I said to you the other day? Yeah. I'm sinking and I need you to catch me if I fall. And, um, but consciously making a choice to love me is, is making that action on your own without me asking. Right. And so that's, I'm not afraid to ask. Right. I'm, I'm not afraid to ask, but it's making the choice to do it on your own. Sure. Sure. That that I think you need to write on your board. <laughs> <laughs> uh, be home and available three nights a week per week without asking. All right. So, yeah. well, the thing is, is of course, um, we've been doing things the way that we've been doing things for going and on. It, it's a hard habit to break, I yeah. think. And 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 yeah. again, it, I mean, I know I'm making an excuse for myself, but my gosh, the the financial need here to to mm-hmm. work day and night is just un. That is why this podcast is so worth it. Is That's because right. It, it, is, it is under sponsorship by a, a fantastic sponsor. Yes, it is. Yes. I told you that the book we're looking at, they have it. So for the next. Oh, yeah. Why don't you go ahead this? and just mention it real quick and then we'll get into the, our, our discussion of this cha- these two chapters that we're going to cover. Okay. So, well, I already shared that, that one of my, um, well, we've if you listen to the Watermark podcast, you know that the sermon series we're in right now is called The Perfect Storm. The storm I am in right now is dealing with raising my children and dealing with, I'm not raising children, I'm raising adults and I need to raise moral people who are going to be morally responsible um, and, and good good adults in, in this in this world that, that will be theirs. Um and we're, we're struggling with that. So the book that we're looking at for, for the next several weeks of Family from the Heart is Raising Respectful Children in a Disrespectful World by Jill Rigby. Right. And so... And it is available at mardell.com for fourteen ninety nine. Right. And have we looked to see if it's a, in a bargain book section? I have not because I don't know how to look there. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll also look for that. But, uh, it, you know, just hold off before you go and yeah, purchase it just now. Pur- wait, wait until we announce that we purchase ours. We have, we have tonight we're going to be covering two chapters of Family from the mm-hmm. Heart. And uh, then we have next week we have another chapter which is... We'll have two more weeks. It, the, next week is The Children... Uh, no. Five Love Languages and the Children? No, yeah. that's the last week. Oh, is it the last week? Okay, Wh- then. Which we'll go into. Next week is Loving the Unlovely. Oh, yeah. Loving the Unlovely is next week. and then So we have two more weeks of, of this book that we're going to cover. And then we will uh, be starting the next book. So probably let's make it we a plan. We should make it a plan to announce that next week. Yeah, next you know, week to, we'll have yeah. all the details. And, and starting next week, 
Uh, the next book will have links to that book for Mardale.com in the show notes. And, uh, you know, that was the first thing I did when we, when we thought about a book that we wanted to do was to see if they had it there. Yeah. It just makes perfect (laughs) sense. You know, if they don't have it there, then we need to choose a different book. (laughs) Well, we didn't need to. And and it's definitely not, but we wanted to. Yeah. We 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 definitely want to do it because, because like we said, Mardale is such an awesome sponsor Mm -hmm. and, and we, we definitely want our, our listeners to, to recognize them by by their patronage and and it definitely helps us out and absolutely and i think what are we we're good through september with them i think mm-hmm. and so you know we're just hoping and praying that that it becomes something that is so much um a relationship worth keeping yeah exactly that's what we're hoping for long-term commitment is would be totally <laughs> awesome which i am so i mean really to get six months six right, months is a, yeah that that was awesome and, that and, was incredible. and for everything i'm hearing from our listeners and they from Mardell, mm-hmm. everybody's it, it's a good thing all the way around so yep. let's go ahead and okay. cover tonight's uh the tonight's chapters uh, the first one we covered was chapter Cha- chapter 10, 10. Okay. yes love is a choice and tell us a little bit about that, Steph. <laughs> Love is a choice. And, um, you know, once the... Euphoric? The euphoric phenomenon of following in love. Once that once that euphoric feeling goes away, because that can sustain you for quite some time, but once you come down off of that, and then your mate is not speaking your your primary love language and your emotional tank is not being filled that's when there becomes the rift or you know so to speak that's that's where the the problem will come in that you will start to feel unloved and in that seek love somewhere else right and so one of the things that i learned through here is we've been talking about this love tank Mm -hmm. okay and and we kind of had this discussion in the kitchen as we were we were um reading up on this uh he had mentioned something about the emotional tank you know the euphoric feeling of love has the ability to fill the emotional tank tank. right and so we had this discussion and we we both agreed that he's talking about the love tank emotional tank it's very much the same thing this it's the emotional feeling of being love i mean somebody is communicating with us and so we feel that that that's this emotional tank this love tank and what he had mentioned early on in the chapter is that the euphoric feeling of falling in love, of being in love, he said it's instinctual. It's not necessarily a conscious will or a conscious decision of the will uh, to love somebody. It's just something it's an, that... It's an instinctual need to f- to feel loved. Yeah. Is what he said. Is that what you were saying? No. Well, he, he did say that. But okay. the, but he also said the the... The euphoric phenomenon of falling in love is instinctual. It's not premeditated. Right. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm following you. And and just that euphoric feeling, that that feeling alone, that euphoric phenomenon fills your emotional love tank. Right. Okay. And so what happens is you while you are experiencing the euphoric feeling of being in love, you feel loved. You you are experiencing your tank is full. And he mentioned, as we talked way back in, I think it was chapter three or something like that, uh, we were talking about the love tank for the very first time, Mm -hmm. uh, or no, the euphoric feeling of love the very first time. And he said that that phenomenon only lasts uh, usually... Two years or less. Two years or less. And so what happens is that once you fall out of that euphoric love experience or phenomenon and it goes away, 
then then it you can there is the ability to continue to have your love tank filled right. not by this instinctual physiological phenomenon but through the communication of love to you from your spouse correct as a choice and so that's where this this whole chapter is coming from it, it is love is a choice and um, what was the couple? Didn't he? He gave a good Brent couple. Brent and Becky. Brent and Becky. So we do have another alliter- alliteration here. Yes, we do. So why don't you do us do us a favor and tell us a little bit about Brent and Becky? Okay. Well, he met Becky first, and she came into his office um, just sobbing and broken, and um, and her husband had just out of nowhere, excuse me, said that he wanted out. It was over. Yep. He didn't love her anymore. There was never going to be any more love there. And and he was done. Right. And so so he talked with Becky for a while, but he knew that he couldn't help her without hearing Brent's side of the story. And so he called him and he asked if he could, you know, meet with him. And, and Brent said, of course. And so he comes in and he is this um, stone-faced, unfeeling man sitting in front of him. And, um, and so he, he explains that, you know, he's no longer in love with her. He hasn't been in love with her for some time. And there was never going to be any love there again. Right. And so, um, so Dr. Chapman... Um, he, his instinct told him that Brent was probably finding that euphoric well, well, love somewhere else. Right, yes. Which he was. There was already another woman. And so he said, look, there is no, there's no hope for this marriage. Um, she will get over it. My kids will get over it. <laughs> and all will be fine in time. Um, I'm sticking with the new lady. Right. And so so here's the situation is that, you know, of course, um, Brent and Becky. Okay, Brent and Becky decided to get in love or to get in love. They decided. No, they didn't. That's the whole point. (laughs) They they had the euphoric experience, which is instinctual, non premeditated. It was just the the stars aligned for them. The fireworks went off and they felt they fell in this euphoric phenomenon known as love. They They got married. They got it was over. They got married before it was over. And after time, they the and then they of course had kids. I don't know if the euphoric feeling went away before or after they had kids. They didn't mention, but the fact is, is they have kids. And um, over time, the feeling, the euphoric feeling of love, went away. They stayed married for a while, and they tried to continue to move forward, but without being able to speak each other's love language, the marriage had lost lost it and therefore both of their love tanks had remained empty for a very long period of can time. Can I just can I read Go this? ahead. Yeah. Okay. This is how he ex- he describes what you just said, okay? okay? They had an exciting courtship, got married at the height of the in-love experience, had the typical adjustments in the early days of marriage and pursued the American dream. In due time, they came down off the emotional high of the in-love experience, but did not learn to speak each other's love language sufficiently. 
She had lived with a love tank only half full for the last several years, but she had received enough expressions of love to make her think that everything was okay. However, his love tank was empty. And, and, and there lies the problem. You know, one spouse is getting enough to think that everything is, is just okay. And then you, the one spouse is stone-faced and unfeeling. Right. And so what happens is, it, and, and what Dr. Chapman wor- warns in this book, is that in that, in that scenario where a husband or a spouse, you know, a wife, um, whether when they get to the point where they're no longer, they, they have an empty tank for a long period of time and they're just not getting that tank filled anywhere within the marriage, then it's just, you know, it just happens that they start to seek that emotional need for love elsewhere outside of the marriage. And of course, that's where extramarital affairs can come in. And of course, he uh, found somebody who, quote unquote, did it for him. You know, they, you know the feeling was there. And of course, she ha- you know, he had uh, fallen in the euphoric phenomenon known as in love with somebody else. And she was with him. And he, again, was very much, you know, it's like, you know what? I can't imagine my life without this other woman. I deserve to be happy and all those things. And then uh, Dr. Chapman, you know, said, you know, warned that, you know, it's the euphoric feeling of love. It's not going to last. Uh, He explained the the statistic for second marriages that 60% of them end in divorce. And he also explained the lifelong ramifications of divorce on children. Yes. And, and and explained the five love languages to him and challenged him to give his marriage another chance. And he said no. He said no. And of course, you know, it. it I will say that you nom- that that euphoric phenomenon known as uh, the in love experience. It it's powerful stuff. It, uh, he says. He says. I knew that my intellectual and reasoned approach to marriage compared to the emotional high that he was experiencing was like putting was like pitting a bb gun against an automatic weapon right exactly you know? so that's exactly right and so and and of course i see this in in um in in young boys and girls you know with us doing the hannah montana fan podcast now mm-hmm. uh, i'm starting to get emails from 13 year olds and 14 year olds who have expressed to me that that they they need some advice because they are they are in love that they've met the man that they're supposed to be with for the rest of their lives and and stuff like that and you can just tell that they're experiencing you know this this euphoric feeling you know um, and so yeah I don't know what that all is all about in the chat room I, they're combining our names yeah Troy, Troy combined our names yeah to make I guess it would be Clefany yeah. But yeah, is that supposed to be like Damon and Carlton like and Dwayne Darlton? I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully that or one doesn't stick. Brangelina. <laughs> Brangelina. Oh, my goodness. Um, I, I really like being Stephanie, so I'll stick with that. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> I like so, um, this is just a total side note to this book, but goes with this. Um, I met a man. No. One time. <laughs> In a, in a small group. He had met you first. I introduced myself. He says, oh, you're Cliff's wife. I said, no, <laughs> I'm Stephanie. <laughs> it's nice to meet you. Oh, that is funny. Being your wife does not define entirely who I am. I know. 
Well, I know that, and you know that, but he didn't know that until I cleared it up for him. <laughs> and I bet, <laughs> that was so kind of you to clear Wasn't it, it? Not to allow him to walk around in the yeah, day, I, as I dazed and confused. <laughs> Stephanie, you, you, you were so kind and considerate toward Thanks. him. I know. All right. So anyway. You know, we had a very rocky, rocky relationship also. Who? With that couple. Yes, we did. Was that why? <laughs> I don't know. You started probably. off on the bad foot? Probably. Stephanie. I started off on the right foot. I don't know what his problem was. <laughs> um, okay, back on track. Okay, so That's another podcast. So Brent decided to, to stick with the euphoric feeling. Yes. And, and nine months later, something happened. No, actually, it was one month later. One month later. Oh. Um, it, One month later, it was over. His lover began to come down off of the euphoric feeling and decided that, you know, there were some things about him that she didn't like. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. And, um, and so sh- she fell out of that. She, she fell out of love before he did. And now he was crushed. And now he knew how his wife felt. So, um, so you know, Dr. Chapman listened as, as he talked about, you know, what he was going through. And then suggested that he give it another try with his wife and and um, go through some counseling. Yeah. And um, after nine months of counseling, they walked out of his office with a reborn marriage. Yes. It's a very awesome chapter. And I encourage you guys to grab this book and, and read through here because love is a choice. This chapter is is really the, the crux of this all. Um, you know, I, I don't have to. I mean, for Stephanie and I to be married, I do not have to even work on being available three nights per week. I, I could I could continue on for the rest of this year trying to make this business happen and and give uh, and not even give a second thought to the idea of being home and, and available to help out and everything three nights a week. And I don't have to do. Uh, you know, to put a new trash bag in the garbage can every time I take the trash out. I don't have to do those things. And chances are, even if I didn't do them, we would remain married. But the thing is, is it's it. That's not love. That's not love. Right. Love is not a feeling. Love is a choice of something I choose to express to somebody else. And it's not about how I feel. It's about how I can make other people feel. Right. Does that make sense? It does. It does to me. And so um, I just want to say, and, and, and Stephanie's not going to toot her own horn here, but I will toot her horn for her. Um, and that is that, let's see here, the couple things that Stephanie has been doing, she's done a wonderful job uh, almost every day. The, the I've come home, the or come home here all the time but she's done a wonderful job but no i consider downstairs different from home yeah no doubt i i I really do i just got a tweet i forgot that i turned it yeah (laughs) so uh anyway let me uh go ahead and turn that off so we don't have a bunch more dings here during our podcast so anyway um stephanie has done a wonderful job keeping the kitchen clean uh, she's done a really wonderful job of, which is on the list uh, she's done a really wonderful job she cleaned our bedroom and I now have this safe haven that I can go into that's our own and it's which kinda, was on the list it's kind of off it was kind of off limits except for last night we did have a child which that was not on the list I mean if a child it was this morning 
Well, okay. But anyway, when, when Lunch a ch- was hilarious. You got to tell the story now. That's what I was going to do. It, this morning, McKenna, I guess, was having <laughs> a bad dream, and uh, she came into our room. And, uh, and Ste- I brought her in. Stephanie brought her into our room early this morning. And I was laying there, and out of nowhere, I mean, I first of all, what time did I go to bed? I, I, think I around, have no idea. I think I went to bed around 3 30, 4 o'clock this morning. And so I was in a super deep sleep. And out of nowhere, and I think my I, I think my cheek still hurts a little. Out of nowhere, I got slapped upside slapped upside the head, face like you would not believe. I mean, Twice. It, it didn't just happen once, it happened two times. And she goes, no, leave me alone. And she, and McKenna was sound. It was a hard smack. She was was sound asleep, but she smacked me in the face twice. Oh my gosh. What was better was your reaction because you like woke up all defensive, like (laughs) ready to attack. And here I'm like, no, she's sleeping. She didn't do it on purpose. Oh, but see, gosh. really, what it was was she just knew that your phone was going to ring, and so she figured she better wake you up so the phone didn't wake her up, because your phone rang right after that, yes. and you got a, a client called. Yeah, and then another that phone call hilarious. came in after that. Oh man! <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, it, Stephanie, Stephanie, I, well, I don't even remember what were my other ones. Uh, words of affirmation, which you've been in physical touch. So yes, physical touch. Stephanie has has she has been communicating love to me. My love tank is full, and uh, you know it, it. It's really I need to make more of a conscious decision, and and it's something that I struggle with. I, I mean, acts of service is so far down on the list for me, and I'm not going to make any more excuses than I already do, have done because that's not what it's about. It's not about whether or not I feel like doing those things. It's the the simple fact is do I want to communicate love in those ways, and you're, you're right it, because it's a choice. It's right? a choice, and so he is talking to um, he he has asked the question, what if the love language of your spouse is something that doesn't come naturally for you? His response is, so. So yes. Don't make me listen to myself. Please. I'm sorry. They they were just complaining that the audio was gone. I was just testing to make sure it was still sending it out. <laughs> okay. And so, the, the someone says, but Dr. Chapman, that's different. I know that my spouse is because he explains that his spouse's love language is acts of service, and so he vacuums the the floor, and tells a very cute story that goes along with it that I won't share. You have to read the book to actually get the story. Right. Um. And so the person responds, but Dr. Chapman, that's different. I know that my spouse's love language is physical touch, and I'm not a toucher. I never saw my mother and father hug each other. They never hugged me, Dr. Chapman. I'm not a toucher. What am I going to do? He says, do you have two hands? Can you put them together? Now imagine that your spouse is in the middle. <laughs> and he says, it, you need to make a conscious I like, I like he says you do that three if you do if you, that three thousand times with your spouse eventually you'll become more comfortable right. doing it but it's not about comfort but it's not about comfort it's about a conscious decision i was not very comfortable l- when i was scrubbing the bathroom tub no you weren't but i put a little note on it that says i love you so that he knows that i scrubbed that tub because i love him not i need to get me some notes me. so that if when i scrub or when i sweep that floor that says cliff was here <laughs> that's funny but obviously uh I, I now i know that i can focus more on on the other and 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 maybe slack on some of the other three hmm. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. It's fine because I'm doing all four of mine. <laughs> now, do you know the so only next thing- week we'll talk about keeping score. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that skit? Of, yeah, of absolutely. Stephen's, I, do. I wish there was a way that we would be allowed to share that yeah. with the folks um, in video form because that, that was that amazing. was really fun. All right, so um, we're we're talking about a skit from a marriage conference. Uh, it was we bought it on video. Yeah, Viva la différence. And uh, it's all about keeping score and, and how you're not supposed to keep score with your mate. It's, it's not keeping records of wrongs and not even keeping record of rights. Uh, the, the goal and opportunity is to always just be communicating love to your spouse. So um, anyway, so that, that covers that chapter. Yeah. What was the other chapter that we discussed, discussed tonight or read? Love was, makes the difference. Okay. And so that was chapter 11. That was chapter 11. Okay. It was. And love makes the difference. And yes. what was, what's the main gist of this uh, chapter? The, the beginning of the chapter talks, talks a lot about how um, love is not our only emotional need. We also have the need to feel security, self-worth, and significance. But love is like the interface to all of those. Like if, if someone loves me, I feel significant. Yes. If someone loves me, I have self-worth. Yeah. You know, if someone loves me, I am secure in that love. And and one of the things that he said in this chapter that I, I can tell you is 100% true. Um, you can weather a lot of uncertainty in other areas of your life, especially when it comes to the career track. Um, you can uh, you can weather a lot as long as you feel lo- the love of your spouse, um, and so so I can say that is completely certain because here in our home right now our our financial situation is so much in turmoil uh, that that you know what it if we did not have the love that we have for one another and the relationship that we have this would be one heck. I'll even say this would be one hell of a hell of a horrible ride. Yep, uh, it, it would. It would be a living hell. However, I will tell you that because of our relationship, um, where we are now is an adventure. You know? Yeah. I mean, th- sure. There are times when I get a little down and out and highly, you know, very high anxiety and and just a lot of pressure and worrying about all kinds of other things, but. But for the most part, the fact that we're in this together and that you're there by my side and that I feel loved by you, that makes this an enjoyable ride. And in fact, the fact that you and I are in this, not that I'm, you know, that you're there with me, but the fact that you and I are in this together and that we are working together on some similar goals, it has really radically, I think, changed our relationship in a way that could have never happened if if I was right. still doing insurance and I it's like this has been amazing. Well we talked about that because even though we have less time together we're closer. It it really makes no sense but to the outside world I guess. Well th- but th- that is simply what is happening. Yeah and and look at the time we're having together. I mean ha- I mean what are the chances had I not been podcasting and I was still working at the insurance office and still coming home at night and having family time. What are the chances we'd be sitting down and doing this? 
None. I mean, no, I wouldn't say none. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say none. Not this. But, I don't think. But where would the where would the inspiration to have done this come from? Exactly. I hope it would have come from somewhere. But I think that that clearly this was a path that we were led down and we followed. And so, absolutely. I I just want to suggest that that other people should do this. They they need to have this conversation with their spouse. I, I say get the book and read it together. Um, the one of the my favorite things that we do throughout the week right now is that you know we sit down together or as tonight I I did the dishes while you sat at the counter and read this book and then we come afterwards and discuss it chapter by chapter. Now you know we have the benefit of doing this and being paid by Mardell.com to to produce this podcast, but you know what. This is amazing stuff, and it I really think, is. And, and, and you know what? The fact that I know where I'm not hitting the mark on filling your love tank that that's worth its weight in gold. You know, just the knowledge of knowing what I could do over the next week to really fill your love tank that means a lot to me. Yeah, and so that's awesome. Very cool. All right. GSPN fan in the sh- in the chat room wants to know where did you guys meet and uh, and let's see here where did you guys meet and know you were in love? Hmm, that's for a podcast in the past. <laughs> um, Didn't we do can, some podcast? Can we on do that? like a post show? Yeah, let's and do a post show. Just do a brief. Yeah. Okay. We'll do that. Okay. All right. Stick around. Stick around till after the show. <laughs> it's and coming to a post show near you. Coming to a post show near you. <laughs> so anyway, love makes the difference. And we we met um, Gene and Norm in, in this chapter. And they had been married for 35 years. And they they didn't talk. They had their routine. It was set in stone. It was the same over and over. There was no spontaneity. They were just stuck right and um and so gene drug norm there and they was gonna get themselves some counseling (laughs) three hours they drove three hours they drove to to sit in, in counseling with with dr chapman and so first off right out of the gate she says look two things i want to get out up front we don't have money trouble yeah and we don't argue I read in a magazine that the number one problem in marriage is money, and we don't have money trouble. And number two, we don't argue. And um, and so then they go in. You know, he's she says, "Look, this is what we do, without fail. It never changes. This is how it is." And then he gives his side of the story, and he's like, "Look, I do all of these things for her, and she still says." that she doesn't feel loved and I don't understand. And so through talking, they learned that they have two different love languages and that he was speaking to her in his primary love language and she just wasn't understanding because she didn't speak that level. She spoke a different language. Right. And, and I, I love this because, and, and we're not going to read this entire chapter. In fact, this was a very short chapter. Um, but one of the things that I love is, is um, he basically talked, turned to the he husband. Says, we haven't talked in 30 years. Yeah. They haven't talked in 30 <laughs> years. But uh, one of the things that I love is that he, he sits there and he starts talking. He, he gets his opportunity to talk. He says, listen, I do not understand this woman. I have communicated love to her 
nonstop. Uh, and and just to help me think of some of the things, I don't want you to re- or go ahead and read the things. Um, I, it is an amazing list of things. And I love what Ch- Gary Chapman says about it afterwards. Okay. Hold on, let me find. She's crying. I don't understand. Okay. I don't understand her. I have done everything I know to show her that I love her, especially the last two or three years since she's been complaining so much about it so much. Nothing seems to help. Help. No matter what I do, she continues to complain that she doesn't feel loved and I don't know what else to do. Can you tell me what have you been doing to show your love for Jean? Well, for one thing, he said, I get home from work before she does, so I get dinner started every night. In fact, if you want to know the truth, I have dinner almost ready when she gets home four nights a week. The other night, we go out to eat. After dinner, I wash the dishes three nights a week. The other night, I have a meeting, but three nights, I wash the dishes after dinner is over. I do all the vacuuming because her back is bad. I do all the yard work because she's allergic to pollen. I fold the clothes when they come out of the dryer. (laughs) And Dr. Chapman says he went on telling other things that he did for Jean. When he was finished, I wondered, what does this woman do? (laughs) There was almost nothing left for her. And so he continued to to share the ways that, that he shows love for her. And still, she says, I don't feel loved. And he says, I don't understand. And so, and and just real quickly, uh, basically the whole idea is is that he's like, you know, well, what is it that he could do? I would just like him to sit down on the couch for fifteen minutes and have a conversation. We never talk. We haven't talked in thirty years. So what they found out this day after yes. three hours of driving was that Norm's primary love language was acts of service. Absolutely. And Jean's was quality time. Right. And I love when he gets it. This yes. is this is norm once once he finally gets it. Now I understand what you mean. And this part made me cry. I really I got tears in my eyes. <laughs> um now I understand what you mean and I know why it is so important to you. It is your emotional love language and we'll start tonight. I'll give you 15 minutes on the couch every night for the rest of my life. You can count on that. Jean turned to Norm and said, that would be heavenly and I don't mind fixing you dinner. It will have to be later than usual because I get off work later than you, but I don't mind fixing your dinner. I would love to sew on your buttons. You never left them off long enough for me to get to them. I'll wash the dishes the rest of my life. It it will make you feel loved. That is awesome. I love that because 35 years of marriage and they wanted to love each other. They just didn't know how. And just through learning the love languages, t- completely changed their marriage around. Mm-hmm. And of course... And it, in it less than two months, they were on a second months, honeymoon a se- se- in the Bahamas and exactly. called to say thank you. That is awesome. So, so I love folks, their story. This, this has been an amazing journey, um, the five love languages. Yes. We're not done yet. We, we're going to talk about loving the unlovely and we're going to talk uh, the following week about uh, children and the five love languages. Yes, we are. But we do want to say thank you to Mardell.com. That's M-A-R-D-E-L.com. They are a Christian online bookstore. And they have a, a totally awesome section uh, selection of books, CDs, music. Um, they have also um, oh, movies. 
and uh, just check them out. I encourage you, just go to Mardell.com, browse the store. If you have not bought a copy of The Five Love Languages and you are married and you guys have not learned what each other's love language is, at the back of the book, there is a profile that you can sit down and go through and discover what your love language is. You can have the conversations that you've heard Stephanie and I have had. Uh, you can sit down and, and, and make a challenge to come up with four things that your spouse can do for you to help you feel to help them so they know how to communicate love to you. I mean there is really no other way to do this other than to communicate with people and let you or with your spouse and let him or her know what it is. Absolutely. And um it's just been such an eye-opening book for us that you guys have joined us for this journey. And uh this book here, uh The Five Love Languages is available for $5.99. And not to mention the fact, if you go to Mardell.com, when you put it in the shopping cart, along with anything else you want to purchase, by the way, which uh, if anybody's wondering, I think a nice NIV um, life application study Bible makes a good addition to the shopping cart. But anyway, um, if anything you purchase there, you get 10% off you when you entered promo code GSPN. And not only do you get 10% off, but what you're doing, when you put GSPN in the in the shopping cart, you're communicating something else. You're communicating to Mardell.com that you heard about them through our podcasting network here. Yep. And uh, it's a way of saying thank you to them for supporting this kind of programming here on our network. And uh, I'm not going to say anything more than this, but uh, we are at a time in our business right now where uh, a friend of mine said, ask and people will respond. There are a lot of people out there who have been meaning to become plus members for a very long time. They just never have got around to it. Um, If you're on the fence and you have been thinking about becoming a plus member, I just would ask you to please go to gspn.tv slash plus and consider uh, going ahead and signing up. That would be a wonderful thing as well. But we do thank Mardell.com. They are amazing and uh, you will love them. I promise you that. And uh, if there's anything that has to be said for Mardell.com is their shipping is amazing. (laughs) That's the one thing I hear over and over again is everybody comments, oh my gosh, I can't tell you how fast that came and the the way I'm they looking forward things. to my very personal purchase in September. <laughs> What's your very personal purchase? It will be the final book in the Sunrise series by Karen Kingsbury. Oh, oh, that's right. Looking so very forward cool. To it. Yes, absolutely. And they're shipping that we'll get in here really quickly. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and nicely packaged and unharmed. <laughs> exactly. So we are going to do a post show discussion here. We will. One of the benefits of Plus membership is that after we uh, end a show. We open up the phone line sometimes and have conversations with people and we record it. And we put those in a special feed that's available to Plus members on the Plus member only site. So yet another incentive. Bye-bye.